This is awesome. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Give another shout of praise. Hallelujah. Give him a shout of praise. Give another shout of glory. To come and do that T.Y. Bello song again. Hallelujah. Ah, yeah, me for love. Ah, hey, God. You, you don't understand. This thing is a relationship. <laughs> if you love the Lord, you, you will be crazy about the Lord. Amen. They won't force you to worship, it will flow from within you. Amen. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hallelujah. The Lord is ministering to us already.
If you have vibes, you get vibes. The place to manifest your vibes is in God's presence. When you are listening to Kiss Daniel, that's when some people manifest their vibes. When they hear Ashake, what did Ashake say? Lonely as a dog, money, money, money. Hey, that's when some people manifest their Hey. See, see, see. That one is not eternal. We won't sing it in heaven. You think you will sing Ashake in heaven? You're going to sing Rayman's song in heaven. We know some of these things, though. Hallelujah. But when we get to heaven, we will sing Dodimu Emi Ferede Beni Jesu. You know, you know the part I like. Aegbemi Ewasia Asia Asia Yenshiva Onshiva. Hallelujah. Heaven, heaven is a real place. I hope you know. But guess what? Heaven is a reward. Did you hear what I said? Heaven is a reward. You will enter that reward based on what you do with what you keep hearing, what you keep taking note of. It's a reward. You will enter. I will enter that reward based on God's terms. And where are the terms of God specified? In his holy word. Hallelujah. You can pray all you like. Lord, let me enter heaven. If you don't do what God's word says to enter heaven, it's not prayer that takes you to heaven. I hope you know. It's obedience. <laughs> Hallelujah. But you will be glorious. Amen. You will be glorious. Ah, why I changed everything this morning. Hallelujah. How about you appreciate them, please? How about you appreciate them? They are doing their tonic sofa, la 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 la, so 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 so. You can wonder what's the meaning of all this. But by the time they sing the song, it now makes sense. But help me to appreciate the instrumentalists. <laughs> Have you had the story of Tutu Tete Tere before? Have you had that story before? You know, three friends. One was Tutu, the other was Tete, the other one was Tere. You know, and 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 uh, they just felt. Listen, guys, how do we make some money? How do you know? <laughs> And said, let's use our names. So the, the three will gather and they will be mentioning their names after one after the other. Tutu, Tete, Teore. Remember now? So, Tutu, Tete, Teore. They say, let's make it faster. Tutu, Tete, Teore. Okay. Tutu, Tete, Teore. Tutu, Tutu, Tete, Teore. Tutu, Tutu, Tete, Teore. See, finally... The rhythm came out of that. Harmony came out of that from their names. And then they began to make money. And then everybody got swollen head. I said, what's the nonsense? How can you be talking to me like that? I'll go on my own and I'll make my money. So Tutu stood by the rest. I said, Tutu, Tutu, Tutu. People said, Kilo Tete, Tete, Tete. Are you, are you all right? Teore, Teore. That one makes it worse. It's about blending. Amen. So they will give the instrumentation. They will give the music, the lyrics, and then there's melody, and then there's harmony, and then we are blessed. And guess what? The Lord himself is blessed, is happy. Amen. When the music is good, I hope you know that the Lord enjoys it as well. Who's, who are we praising? He's the one we are praising. So when it sounds right, he enjoys it. When it doesn't sound right, I'm sure you'll be wondering, what are they singing? Hallelujah. And so we give thanks to the Lord. Lord, speak to us again this morning, we ask and minister expressly to every one of us. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Unplugged, part two. I pray, I trust God that we'll be able to finish this today so that um, next um, Sunday, uh, which is uh, uh, Vine Branch Connect, we can have uh, Vine Branch Connect without an interruption. Hallelujah. And we have said when you plug something, you obstruct the flow of the substance, of the liquid, because uh, the, the drainage is plugged. You know, and when it is plugged, nothing can pass. And when it is plugged, there is uh, a symphony. There, there is uh, a, a drawing, mutual drawing from both parts. So when, when, when an appliance is plugged in, it draws power from the power source into the appliance. So uh, at times, uh, it is not wrong to unplug. Because if you are unplugging from the right source, then that's a problem. But when we say unplug, we're saying unplug from the wrong source. Unplug from whatever is negative. Unplug from whatever is hindering good from flowing. Amen. And that is because over time, many of us have been plugged in to the wrong stuff. Many of us have been plugged into tradition. Many have been plugged into culture. Many have been plugged into negative paradigms that are not doing us any good. Many have been plugged into the wrong ideas for so long. Amen. I, I, don't, I, I do not intend to repeat uh, part one of this message. If you want to get part one of the message, you, you go online, you go to YouTube, you go to Facebook. If you are on my broadcast list, I'm sure you must have received it last Sunday. Or better still, if you're on Rock Center platforms one, one and two, you can have it there as well. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Amen. So the first point we made last Sunday was this, unplugged from the world. The world has its own ways of doing things. The world has our own ways of doing things. Let me use her for the world. The world has our own styles. The, 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 the world has our own values, our own ideals, our own methods. Amen. And in the world, they'll say the end justifies the means. The end justifies the means. For a believer, the end does not justify the means. For the people of the world, it is, did you get there? Forget how you got there. For us, mm -mm, how we get there matters. Did we get there at Bible cost or did we get there based on our might, our ability, our connection many years ago, many years ago, uh, like 35, 40 years ago, uh, we knew some ladies now they're all in their 80s. The youngest of them is in her upper 70s right now, you know. And uh, way back then, one of them was a major contractor. One of them was a major contractor. Edina uh, Oliole knows that mama of ours. Major contractor. She would say, listen, there is no contract I cannot execute. There is no job I cannot do. But I cannot sleep with men. And the other ladies will say, that is not a problem. We will bring the jobs, you do the jobs. How will they get the jobs? They will use their bodies to get the jobs. From the military, from, you know, government offices and so on. She will say, just bring the job. Me, I will do the job. How you get it, I will do the job. And at the end of the day, I will say to you, who brought the job? So, listen. <laughs> so, those ones uh, were getting jobs uh, at Bible cost. Sorry, I'm asking. At Bible cost? At what cost? The cost of their bodies. The cost of their dignities. The cost of their conscience. But some people's consciences have become seared with iron. And so they don't feel bad about doing bad. Amen. And that is a dangerous position to be in in life. And today, the one who, that I said, Balogunuz, 
She's okay. She's fine. Those other ones, in fact, one day I saw one of them. All the teeth gone, kaput. Tall, elegant, beautiful mama. Now a shadow of herself. Do you know it is in the Bible that at age 70, King David could not keep warm? At what age? 70. There are 70 year old men and above in church this morning. They can keep warm. Uh -uh. They know the taste of fish. Ah, many years ago, I think 1976, I went for my first extraction. A dental clinic in Ikeja. So all of us, they lined us up for extraction and we began to compare notes. Of course, I was the youngest there and one old man said, oh mommy, I said, sir, he said, I can't taste fish. I said, you can't taste fish. He said, when he eats fish or meat, everything, there's no taste. Ah, I said, me, my own is not as bad as that. He said, oh mommy, how many teeth have you? I said, I'm about to remove the first one. He said, he doesn't have any. I said, oh. <laughs> At 70, King David was used he couldn't get warm by himself. They had to bring Abishag, a young girl, that he could not sleep with, but just to sleep beside him to make him warm. Why? The way he had used himself. Be careful how you use yourself. Hallelujah. Is someone listening to me? There is no example that is not in the Bible. Praise the Lord. Praise. So unplug. Unplug from the world. Now in the world, we have... The ways, the values, the styles, the methods of the world. Those ways, those styles are not ours. Believe me. Amen. The Holy Ghost will give you your own express strategy in given situations. That is if there is no general direction from God's word. But whatever express strategy you believe God's spirit has given to you will always line up with the word of God. Have I made some sense there? It will always line up with whatever God's word says. So, unplug from the world. In the world, you have this quest for material gain and material benefit. Some want to, they desire to be rich, they labor to be rich, but they have forgotten that the love of money is the root of all evil. Don't pursue wealth at the expense of your soul. Everything must be balanced. Pastor, are you saying material things are not good? We live in a material world. How do we survive without material things? But when you place the material over and above every other thing, there's a mistake. You have gone out of balance. You have gone out of alignment, so to speak. Amen. So in the world, there's greed, there's materialism, there's covetousness. Everybody is uh, using the latest wigs. And uh, I have Amigo. I use Amigo. Some men don't know what we're talking about. Don't worry. Daddy, when you get there, you can ask your wife, what is Amigo? Say, eh? And people are using uh, Brazilian, they are using, and now I'm using Amigo. You know? How much is Amigo now? How much is Amigo? There's no Amigo again. What do you use now? But I told you, you even have an idea. Eh? Eh? Brazilian. Brazilian. <laughs> Amen. So because of that, some people want to kill themselves. Because they saw the wig on Sister Docas's head and that, that wig cost 300000 They say, Omo, how do I get 300000 I need to buy that wig and I use, use it to church next Sunday. 
They said when they asked us uh, to take pictures the other time, when people brought out their phones, I saw that my phone was the worst. I said, ha, I quickly hid my phone. I said, before I go to church next Sunday, I must buy another phone, otherwise I won't go. Until I change my phone, I won't go to church. See how some people put themselves in bondage. Yesterday during evangelism, I met a gentleman, you know, after leading him to Christ, uh, I told him the things he must begin to do. I said, sir, you don't need to come to our church. Look for a Bible-believing church around where you are to save transport costs and go there and be faithful. The man said, I stopped going many years ago when there was no money. I said, are you going to church because of money? Praise the Lord. Let me shock you. There are people in church this morning looking good, everything good. They won't drop anything inside offering basket. And nobody castigates them for that. Because it is what you have that you give. And giving is relative anyway. And who cares whether you give or not? <laughs> is your heart in tune with God? Those who know their God will mean business with their God. Hallelujah. It's a personal thing. It's based on your conviction. Praise God. If you give, who will benefit? Is it not you? Me, pastor, I give. Me, pastor, I pay my tithe. If you pay your tithe, is God the one that spends money in heaven? Who is he coming back to? It is you. It is me. Hallelujah. Material things. Unplug from material things in the world. Unplug from pride in the world. Unplug from flesh in the world. Amen. I want to read First uh, uh, John again. Praise the Lord. Uh, chapter 2 from verse 15 to 17. Do you know there is no end to getting the latest iPhone? There is no end to getting the latest devices, the latest technology. Because every three months or so, another one will come out. Every year, another one will come out. And the one you are holding in your hand that you are still covering and keeping and dusting has become old. At times, uh, I will get my notification from the bank. And they will say, you are using an old device. I said, I've never seen that notification before. They say, you just signed in from an old device. A mean old device. Something's wrong with you. And come and buy. Why can't they buy it for me, the bank? Nonsense. There is no end to those things. So you keep running that race. Unplug from it. Disconnect from it. That should not regulate your life. The Bible says the life of a man consists not of the abundance of the things that he possesses. Mm -mm. Your shoes don't define you. Your, 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 your clothes don't define you. Your cars don't define you. The stocks you have don't de define you. The houses you own don't define you. What defines you is the fabric of your heart, knitted with Christ Jesus, the son of the living God. That, that's what gives you an identity. And he will say, there goes my son. And he will say, there goes my daughter. It is not because of the cars you drive that you have a relationship with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Or the grammar you speak. You are so well spoken. And you are articulate with the, with, with the choice of words. Your lexicon is perfect. Your grammar is impeccable. Ah, it doesn't define you. It doesn't define you. Praise the Lord. Let's read First John chapter 2 from verse 15. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Neither the things that are in the world. There are things in the world. Ah, if any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world. What are those things that are in the world? Three categorized for us. Number one, loss of a flesh. Number two, loss of the eyes. Number three, the pride of life is not of a father, but is of the world. These three were present in the garden. Loss of a flesh, loss of the eyes, pride of life. These three were present in the garden when the devil came to tempt Eve. She saw the food that he was desired to make one wise. She saw 
it appealed to her, lost of her eyes. It was desired to make one wise, you know, pride of life. And she did eat, she enjoyed it. <laughs> lost of her flesh. Amen. Avoid those three. 17. And the world passed away. And the world passed away. Meaning the world is fleeting. It's going, it's going, it's going. You can't catch up with it. You can't catch up with the growth of technology. You can't. Hallelujah. One time I heard about two gentlemen at dinner. One, one of them owned a private jet. The other one did not own a private jet. And the one with the private jet was a senior person to the younger person. And he said to him, um, I want to change my jet. I want to buy a bigger jet. So that when I'm going to North America, I don't have to stop somewhere to refuel, you know, uh, before getting to North America. Will you buy my old jet? And they said, in, the, in that man's presence, I'm quoting what I'm saying so that you won't know who I'm talking about. They said, in that man's presence, you never say no. You never say no. Because uh, you must always carry, let me help somebody, a possibility mentality. When I say possibility mentality, some people already know what I'm talking about and who I'm referring to. You never say no. So, so, so you are going to buy the old one from me. I will buy. Or don't you want? That one said, it's not yet time, sir. Very soon, sir. Very soon. You must not say, ah, it's not possible. <laughs> Why? When the man bought the one he wanted to change, you know, pardon me, you know our Nigerian expression, it was doing him giz giz. You know when they say something is doing you giz giz. It must have been him giz giz. Before you bought that your car. You know, you were looking, asking questions, and so on and so on. Hey, you were imagining yourself by the time I'm driving it, I put on the AC, I put on Ashakes music, or Alamde's music, and uh, I won't speed, though. I'll just be going slow, enjoying life. Now you have that car, you are seeing other cars on the road, and saying, mm, I don't like this, my car. I want to buy another one. There's no end to it. There's no, when it's making you giz giz, it is for a while. After a while, the giz giz will go. And then you want another one. You get that one too. The giz giz will go. You want another one. When is it going to end? That's what we are saying. So unplug. Amen. Unplug because the world is passing away. And the, uh, and the glories of the world. Power is not an end. Some in the world they are after power. They just want power. They want recognition. Let me be amongst those making things happen. In that industry, they must know that I am a power broker. Let them know I'm connected to the minister. Let them know I'm connected to the SSG. Let them know I'm connected to the governor. Let them know I'm connected. I saw uh, President Tunubu's uh, speech in India when he met Nigerians in diaspora, Nigerians in India. I remember who saw it, you know, and he said that uh, uh, he, he was sorry for starting the meeting late because uh, the previous night was a busy one. He said, number one, they had to do a lot of meetings. And then number two, he needed to know the outcome of the tribunal judgment to know whether we will still have a job. You know, and, and people were laughing, you know. And uh, that thank God the outcome was favorable. He still has a job, you know. And that call started coming in. Call started calling. They started calling. They started calling until he finally had to switch off the phone. How many people saw it? He said, until he finally had to switch off the phone. He said, people kept calling. Oh, yeah, there are some people. I know a politician, he's a junior cousin of mine, and he said to me, he said, bros, he said, bros, it's not like the first time, you know, your state. He said, now we can't even get our man on phone, he won't pick a call, book appointment, you can't see him. You know, but some people like to be close to power. They like to be part of power. That's my point, amen. And they just, they just like power for whatever power stands for. 
And when they are not connected to power, they feel miserable. The greatest source of power you can connect to. Some are connected to people in power who cannot sleep. I've had some experiences when the military were in power here in Oyo State. I used to have an uncle. He's late now. He's going to be with the Lord. He made peace with the Lord before he passed on. On the phone, you only hear the first few words. You don't hear the last. That's how he talks on the phone. So, he will call, say, mm-hmm, Tani, yeah. I say, Stolu, ah, Omova, Bele. And then the voice will trim. I'll say, Sorry, sir, I didn't hear you. Ah, oh, boy, oh, boy. So one day, <laughs> I wasn't the one that picked the phone. It was uh, an older uh, uncle of mine that picked the phone, brother. He was the one that picked the phone. And then he got the message. So he said, oh, we have to go now. I said, go where? He said, Prince called, and he said, we must meet somewhere. He said, the driver is coming. He said, we must uh, bring him back. There's a difference between be pada and le pada. What Brother Ko heard was le was be pada. He didn't hear le pada. Hey, oh, this was around 10 at night. We be pada. When we got to where they were, we couldn't enter. They were holding a meeting with the governor. We didn't leave there until 3.30 a.m. or 4 a.m., something like that. And I was going to work at 8 o'clock the following morning. I said, Brother Apo. I said, what's the meaning of all this? He said, me, Bonnie, I didn't hear. Those people in power, they don't sleep. Oh. That's how they be crawling all over the place at night. I said, what kind of life is this? Somebody will die. But that's what ticks some people. Uh-uh. Power belongs to who? Uh, to God. Listen, and I know someone, for many years in the history of this state, whoever became governor will look for him. Because of the projects he was handling, well, his outfits, his organization was handling for the state. I know someone in the state. Any governor will finally say, who is this person? I need to meet him because of the ongoing projects. That person will secure loans for the state before indicating the project he's interested in. You know that one is a real power broker. Aha. Uh-huh. So that one doesn't need to be pursuing them all over the place. They pursue him. Stop pursuing power. Start pursuing God. Stop pursuing grace. Psalm 62, 8 to 11. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before God. God is our refuge for us, seller. Surely men of low degree are vanity and men of high degree are a lie. Do you see that? To be laid in the balance. They are altogether lighter than vanity. So those who pursue them, see what you're pursuing. Trust not in oppression and become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Why? They don't define you. And uh, listen, riches, earthly riches, man's invention. Money. God did not create money. Hmm? God created value. Value attracts money. God had spoken once, twice have I heard this That power belongs to God Physical looks don't define us Those are the things we have in the world Unplug from them Don't be a slave to your body Don't be a slave to fashion Don't be a slave to labels Some people cannot wear a shirt That does not have a designer label on it 
I hope you know. Uh, there are people like that. So when they can't afford it, they don't mind to go and buy a used one. They say it's grade A, but it has label. Why not allow your tailor to do something for you? Are you getting it? And stay within your level. Life is in levels. I've come to see that life is in levels. There's a level in life you'll be confused about what you to wear. But there's a level where it is your two old reliables that you are, hey, stay with that. Eventually you graduate. Am I talking sense here? Praise the Lord. Ah, ah. There was a time in my life, there was one shirt they used to call Cardone. How many remember Cardone? It was 10 naira. Pack shirt, 10 naira. Amen. If I bought one, I would cherish it so much. Ah. I mean, when there are important parties to go for, because I was an unbeliever. So you'll be looking for the party to go to wear that shirt too. You know? So you'll be looking. Oh boy, it happen. It happened this weekend. It happened. You know, if it's not happening, okay, you keep that shirt. So I had just a few of, of such shirts and I prized them. And then people will begin to talk and they were talking about Sisigi. I mean, remember Sisigi of London? Sisigi, uh, eh, Daniel Man. I remember Daniel Man. Eh, they're talking about Daniel Man. Ah, you go to Keyside then, it was 40 naira for one shirt. 100% silk. It was for Pancaldi. How many remember Pancaldi? It was 40 naira for one shirt. Where will you get 40 naira from? Because Cardone was 10 naira. So when somebody with uh, Pancaldi was sitting by you at the party and you had your 10 naira, <laughs> you'd be looking in video. Those things don't define us, unplug from them. It's the problem that some young people are having today. So you look down on yourself and you see yourself as a failure because you don't measure up to others. And you're thinking what's going on. That's why some take to crime. Or some will take to drugs because they want to mask what they are feeling. Unplug from these pressures. They're not right. Unplug. Hallelujah. Do you know there are some children who are not proud of their parents? Because they always tell lies in school to feel among the Joneses. And then when their father is coming. Open day. And the father goes, maybe the father is not even educated. He's not educated but he's your father. But bye, it's your father. And he asked somebody, your mommy, and you see your father and you dodge. Ah, something has gone wrong. Be proud of who you are. We have to unplug from some of this nonsense. And we have to let young people understand these things that we're talking about. Hallelujah. Before my mother died, she was 82 when she died. Before she died, I saw her from like 77, 76, you know, that she began to have a stoop. You know what a stoop is? Mommy became like that. She was not standing erect. She had a stoop. But don't let the stoop deceive you. She was a strong woman, even with her stoop. And she would take her legs one by one. And uh, I will follow her. And it's time to enter the bus. And my mother will start elbowing people, elbowing people to enter the bus and say, make way, make way, make way, make way. And my mother, in those latter years of her life, was going bold. Your own parents have never been bold before. My mother, I'm proud to say, Rachel Aujola, she was even going bold in old age. And she was like that with a stoop. And she'd be elbowing people in Oibo country. Elbowing everybody. Make way, make way. And those ones will say, ah, what? And then they, when they see old woman. And I have to walk behind her as I saw. You know what? Now you, you want to say her. 
me ni choice man that's my mother so i'll follow her into the bus and at times she will speak yoruba to the driver i say mommy he doesn't understand yoruba i'm getting that uh, i say mommy when did you become like this i wouldn't disown my mother because of that ah, what are you saying she's my mother of course i can talk to her and say mommy calm down is someone listening to me? <laughs> Unplugged from that. Unplugged from materialism. Unplugged from the greed of power. Unplugged from things that are not right. Unplugged from flesh. Proverbs 31 30. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Can I say that again? Charm is beautiful, or charm is deceitful, I beg your pardon. And beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Why does the Bible say charm is deceitful? When age sets in, charm goes. Hallelujah. Oh, pastor, <laughs> I want to show my fiancé to you. She's beautiful. She's elegant. Ah, when she smiles, she has dimple. Amen. And so on and so on. But after 30 years of marriage, she's not going to look like that, I, I can assure you. There will be some storylines all over her face, I can assure you. Charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. Why is it vain? It's not permanent. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And so because I, I read something not too long ago, you know, she has given back to you four times. Uh, two of the four times she had cesarean section. So she has, uh, you know, the incision mark on her tummy. She has stretch marks from, from pregnancy. You know, she has added on some weight, you know, and she's not looking like the, you know, the babe you married. That was very straight. Everything okay, the hips well formed, and so on and so on. The buttocks with age, buttocks even goes inside. And then you are driving, and anytime you see any lady, you look and you remember your wife. You look and you unplug, brother. Unplug the lady you are looking at, give her 30 something years to like your wife and see what's going to happen. Hallelujah. Stop doing severe to walk all over the place when you are driving severe. Hallelujah. You that you are doing severe. Are you how you used to be 30 something years ago? You forgot it. Now you are. Do you know the person doing that? Doing severe's work is bald headed. And he's surveying. Look at yourself now. Let daddy and mommy learn to enjoy life together. 35 years in mind, you are going strong. 40 years in mind, you are together. Does it mean that you don't fight? You, just, ah, you, 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 you said to none at 45, uh, 45 years of marriage. Ah, Uncle Charlie of Blessed Memory, I can never forget him. Uncle Charlie Fajemisi, he said, Tulu, do you know that I've been married for 40 something years? That was many years ago. He was telling me this. He, he was my mother's classmate in Odudua College. He said, Do you know that? Uh, I, I, I still don't understand my wife. After 40-something years of marriage, I say, hey. I say, you don't understand? I said, that's serious. He said, but you know something? I now heard that the other day talking to our, our children on the phone, and uh, she was telling her children, Orobabayo, Yemiu. So he thought, he thought it was uh, him that didn't understand his wife. He didn't know that his wife, too, did not understand him at 47 years of marriage. You know something? We keep understanding, honey. We continue understanding. We continue to understand, honey. So when she does some things at times, just carry your eyes and look away. And when you do some things, that mommy, learn to look away when daddy comes and he begins to manifest. 
We had group call, uh, group video something yesterday. And somebody said something. And they said, don't say it. That is on the call. Don't say it. That is on the call. I say, hey, what have you hidden from me again? If you don't want to disturb yourself, it's not everything you must know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not everything you must know. Know that your wife will not harm you. Know that your children will not harm you. And roll with, with just roll with the love. Hallelujah. Amen. Very important. So charm is deceitful. Beauty is vain. It is the woman that feared the Lord that shall be praised. So when you are looking for a wife material, gentlemen, please do that. Please do that. Galatians 6, 7 to 8. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sweareth, that he shall also reap. Very important. See verse 8. For he that sweareth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sweareth to the spirit shall of the spirit reap life everlasting. He that sweareth to the flesh. Pastor, what does it mean to sow to the flesh? Practical example. So I go um, to my hairdresser or I invite my hairdresser home. I want to do braids, tiny braids. And they can spend hours. Hours on those things. Am I correct? Or they've changed now? Okay, 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 okay. So, chat GBT can do braids for you. AI, artificial intelligence, your personal assistant can do your braids. Ladies, please answer. I could be old-fashioned, I may not know. Ah, tiny braids, clinical baby braids. Three hours, four hours, five hours, sitting in one spot. At times they bend the neck this way. At times they bend it this way. And they say, Pele, it's, it will soon be done. And so on and so on. Five hours. Sowing to the flesh. Sowing to the flesh. Five hours. When last did you sit down and pray for five hours? When last did you sit down and read the Bible for five hours? When last did you sit down and you did a strategic plan for your business for five hours? Not breaking it. But you can do that. For and guess what? After one month... I'm tired of this brain. In fact, I saw the one that sister, this and this. Ah, whoever did it for her must be very good. I'll remove this one. Is it free to remove it? Or they pay money to remove it? Eh? It depends. Okay, it depends. If me, I'm in that business, I will charge you money for removing it. And then charge money for doing another one. Ah, can it? Unplug. Unplug from things like that. Praise the Lord. Can you plug into things that are beneficial, things that are productive, things that are fruitful, things that are constructive? Amen. And not mundane things. Another thing, unplug from the past. Unplug from the past. Many people are, are prisoners of their past. Many are held down by the past. Unplug, disconnect from the past. <laughs> if you don't disconnect from the past, you'll be robbed of your future. God has a future that is better, greater than your past for you. Why do I say that? It is consistent with his character and nature to always reserve the best till later. So the best is always ahead. 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 Why? Christ Jesus is our high priest. What kind of high priest is he? A high priest of better things. So the high priest of better things will keep making things better as you probe, as you advance, as you continue into the future. Help me tell somebody it can only get better because I have a high priest who is the high priest of better things to come. Hallelujah. Better. Someone say better. 
better, better. Nigeria is passing through a phase we will come out better. Hallelujah. Coming out better there is relative to you and what you believe. Hallelujah. Because some will be consumed in what is happening right now, but some will, will go over it and come out better. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. It's a personal thing. So unplug from the past. They hurt you in the past. They disappointed you in the past. They, they, they betrayed you in the past. They stabbed you in the back in the past. The people you trusted worked against you in the past. You lost your position. You lost your status in the past. Can you unplug from all that? All that has now gone with the past. Let's read the, the story of that woman in Mark's Gospel, chapter 5 and verse 22. So you were cheated in the past. You lost money in the past. You were deceived in the past. Unplug. 22. And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of a synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of mercy. I'm forced to mention the fact that he fell at the feet of Jesus. Jairus fell at the feet of Jesus. That's like prostrating. And who was he? A ruler of the synagogue. And he must have felt, ah, but people know me in society. How would it be said that I had to prostrate? You know? <laughs> if you're wise, all those things, you'll unplug from them. Status, pride, arrogance, you unplug from those things. Amen. <laughs> My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray thee come and lay thine hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and most people followed him and thronged him. And a certain woman, somebody say a certain woman, which had an issue of blood 12 years. So she had been bleeding for 12 years and had suffered many things of many physicians, many things, many physicians, and had spent all that she had and was nothing better but rather grievous. When she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, touched his garment, and for she said, if I may touch but his clothes I shall be whole. And straight away the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Do you know the Bible says that she had spent all that she had. She had seen all kinds of experts in her field. Well, in, in that field of the condition she had. She rather grew worse. She was nothing bettered. So that woman should have been a bitter woman. That woman should have been a depressed woman. That woman should have been a wounded woman. You understand what I'm saying? She should have been disconnected and withdrawn from society. She should have been very negative. Anything people had to say, she must have said, oh, they are deceiving you. They are all liars. Come and ask me what I've been through. That should have been her mindset. I hope you know. Because of her past experience. But she heard about Jesus. She must have heard about people like that in the past too. There's this consultant gynecologist. There's this consultant something. This one is, is, a, is a specialist in a subfield on that gynecology that has to do with your problem. He, once you see him like this, Otito, and she went, they will commence investigations. She will do all the tests. Rather, she grew worse. But do you know she was not discouraged? Don't let your past, the hurt, the discouragement of your past hinder you from embracing the future that God has in mind for you. Do you know that she said to herself, the original says, for she kept saying to herself. She didn't say it once. She kept saying, if I may but 
touch. I'm going to try. Ah, I'm going to try. I won't let this opportunity pass. And then the voice will say, eh, but what about, that's what you said the last time too. Eh, I know, leave me alone. I'm going to try this one. Do you know that that's how we talk to ourselves? You want to do something, you hear another voice that wants to keep you from doing what you want to do. Does it happen to you? Eh, supposing, supposing they don't open the gate for you. Okay, what if they open the gate for you? Let me say try. I will try. Eh, you that you don't like disgrace. You know you don't like it when people turn you down. You better stay in your quiet corner and be managing what you have. It's true, but I will still try. I will still try. It, in fact, it is what God's word tells you that propels you, that motivates you. So that's why it's good to hear from God. Praise the Lord. And don't wait until you see an angel before you know that you've heard from God. What are you reading in your Bible? What is the Bible telling you? Have you forgotten that the words penned in scriptures are inspired? For my mouth that commanded them and my spirit that gathered them, the word of God is not ordinary. That is why when you see God's word, and you act on it, you get results. Because that word did not come by the will of man. But holy men of God wrote as they were inspired by the spirit of God. For the prophecy of, of, of God's word did not come by any private interpretation. Peter tells us that. Hallelujah. Are we still together? So, if I'm able to touch. And as she was saying it, she was going forward. Listen, you know, people had abandoned her. Listen, do you know Mark chapter 5? was Old, Old Testament. Hello, church. Mark chapter 5. The events of Mark chapter 5, Old Testament. Any story about the life of Jesus, the life and times of Jesus was Old Testament. Forget the fact that the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are in the New Testament. Until he died and shed his blood, the New Testament did not start. So that woman lived under the law of the Old Testament. Jesus operated under the law of the Old Testament. If he did not do that, he couldn't have abrogated the Old Testament to commence the new. <laughs> you, you, you don't cancel what you don't know. Hallelujah. I hope I'm not speaking above our heads. Praise God forever. So, under the Old Testament, she, had, she was having a menstrual flow, which was meant to be for maybe 20, some, uh, maybe for one week or so, you know, menstrual flow, maybe for one week, maybe for five days, maybe for four days, amen. And she, it continued for 12 years. So she was unclean for 12 years, Old Testament. Whatever she sat on became unclean 12 years. Anybody who had contact with her was unclean. So that woman was an unclean woman spreading the virus of uncleanness under Old Testament law everywhere. So that alone should have made her mentally depressed. That nobody even wants me. Even my children, we don't even hear about husband in Amata now. Maybe daddy had said, well, sweetheart, you know, I've tried. I've tried. And people from our family, they've been bothering me. So I have to pick up another wife. Eh? You won't be annoyed. Eh? I'll be sending you allowance occasionally. We don't know. But she had every reason to be bitter. Because she was wounded from her past. But she reached forward. Unplugged from the past. Unplugged from the past. Jesus stood still. He said, somebody touched me. They said, oh God, everybody he said, somebody touched me. Because the moment she touched, she got healed. She got healed. Unplugged from the failures of the past. Unplugged from the weaknesses and the errors and the problems of the, of the past. Unplugged from them. 
and embrace your future. Look at Joseph. Joseph, Joseph. Was it his fault that the Lord showed him a dream of his greatness? Was it his fault? It wasn't his fault. Look at Joseph. And eventually, his brothers sold him into slavery. But do you know Joseph was not bitter? Because if he was bitter, he wouldn't be a performer in the house of Potiphar. If he carried bitterness, he wouldn't perform in the house of Potiphar. Everything in Potiphar's house, he would just be doing with half heart. I don't know how I got there now. My father was a very wealthy man. See me now a slave. Those, those my brothers, uh, if, if I see them, if I catch them, hmm, thunder fire them. Hmm, 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 hmm. Hey, it's all right. <laughs> Eventually, Mrs. Potiphar framed him up and he entered into prison. He said, see me in prison again. So, what is going to happen to all those my dreams? Hey, hmm. Hey, 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 okay, oh, okay, oh. But you know, Joseph was not like that. In Potiphar's house, he was the best. He was the best manager. And he was made the overall manager of the household of Potiphar. A slave, becoming overall manager. Why? He was faithful. He was diligent. He was competent. He had integrity. And finally, they framed him up. That was the devil. He got to jail. In jail again, he was bright and happy. When the chief butler and the chief baker were sad, he said, what's, what's wrong with you? Who had a business to be sad? Who should have been sad between the chief butler and chief baker and Joseph? Joseph did nothing wrong. Unplugged from the past. Ah. When Joseph finally became prime minister in the land, he must have said, yes. You know, we have a proverb that if the hand of a child is not holding on to the knife or the sword. He shouldn't ask who killed his father. Now the sword was in the hand of Joseph. And I said, Zebulon. But Aruben, you even tried though. It's not you. But Simeon, Levi. But Judah, Zebulon, Naphtali, Boboi, <laughs> I will show you. In T, Mash Elokosile. Go and write it down. The thing I will do for you. Guess what? Do you know if he had done that, they didn't live under the law of Moses. So. You know Joseph did not live under the law of Moses. How many people know? Because Moses was not born when Joseph lived. Praise the Lord. So that was an era of anything goes. So Father Abraham could tell a lie under that era and he was not judged for his lie. Because where there is no law, there is no... Where there is no law, there is no sin. <laughs> so whatever Joseph chose to do to his brothers then, we could have said they deserved it. Eh, but somebody would say, hey, but it was because of that you know, that uh, eventually became prime minister. Uh, God did not need Joseph to go to Potiphar's house and to go to jail before fulfilling the dream he gave him. I see those accounts, those experiences in Joseph's life as the devil wanting to contest the promise that God gave Joseph. Hallelujah. Can, can you see it from that angle as well? That it was the devil trying to contest what God had shown Joseph so that it wouldn't happen. And in the midst of those oppositions, 
The devil did not realize him. He was walking in tandem with the plans and the will of God for Joseph. Finally, when he revealed himself to his brothers and he began to cry, I am Joseph, your brother. They said, she lied. He said, come, come close, come close. He said, no, he can't be the one. And their guilty conscience. Ah, that guilty conscience bothered them even after the death of their father. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's open to Genesis chapter 15. Even after their father died, unplug from the past, that was what we're saying. After their father died, let's read from verse 13. So the sons of Jacob carried him into the land of Canaan and buried him in the cave of the field of Machpelah, which Abraham bought with, with the field for a possession of a burying place of Ephron the Hittite before Mamre. And Joseph returned into Egypt, he and his brothers, and all that went up with him to bury his father after he had buried his father. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us and will certainly requite us all the evil which we did unto him. And they sent a messenger unto Joseph saying, thy father, not our father. Guilty conscience is not good. They couldn't call Jacob their, our father. They said, thy father, Babe. So that Joseph will remember, oh, my father. They said, thy father did command before he died, saying, so shall you see unto Joseph. Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brethren and their sin. For they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of the servants of God thy father. And Joseph wept. Do you see his heart? Why was he weeping? He was saying, don't you understand? I'm not holding it against you. Because he had told them that many times. And he wept when they spoke unto him. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. They said, behold, we'll be thy servants. But that Reuben will be thy servant. But that Simeon will be thy servant. But that Judah will be thy servant. But that Zebulon will be thy servant. But that Dani will be thy servant. You know, all of them will be thy servant. Guess what? The only person that didn't beg was who? Benjamin. It was only Benjamin because he wasn't part of what happened. He was at home with their father. Say you understand. So Benjamin was just, what's going on? They were prostrating. Number one to number 10. We're prostrating for number 11. That's serious. But he wasn't even thinking about that. Let's read on. There's something we want to see. And Joseph said unto them, fear not, for am I in the place of God? But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save much people alive. Whatever they did to you in the past, they meant it for evil, but God is turning it around for your good. God is turning it around for your good. This is a rhema word for somebody. God is turning it around for your good. They thought they had cornered you, but God is turning it around for your good. Don't hold it against them. Unplug from the past. Unplug from the past. Don't hold it against them. Hallelujah. Don't hold it against them. Unplug. Finally, I hope time will permit me, unplug from the norm. The norm. N-O-R-M. The norm. Unplug from the norm. What is the norm? The normal. What is the norm? The acceptable. What is the norm? The conventional. What is the norm? The ordinary. What is the norm? The regular. Unplug from the regular. Unplug from the acceptable. Unplug from the ordinary. Hallelujah. Don't carry a consciousness of ordinariness in whatever you do. Always see yourself as a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, a chosen generation, a peculiar people. A people called out of darkness into the wonderful light of the Son of God. Unplug from the norm. Unplug from the norm. Can I say that again? Unplug from the norm. Unplug from the regular. Let me bring up the story of David. You can read the story of David in 1 Samuel 17. Do you know that um, David was the one assigned, you know, to look after the father's sheep? Because uh, by nature and by culture and by tradition, all of them were livestock farmers. But it was war time. It was war time. And what the law said for them, you become a male that could go to war from the age of 20 years. So 20 years was the reckoning. If you study Exodus, you'll see that. When they wanted to collect um, the, the offering for the male child, you know, you must be 20 years old and above for reckoning. Amen. For the male. So you were not really admitted into the military if you did not uh, enter, if you had not attained the age of 20 years. Hello. So David was the one left with the ship because he had not attained that age. He couldn't go to the war front. But the father said, what kind of father will I be if my sons are in the war front and I don't ask after them? And probably he couldn't go because of age or something. So he said, you David, you go. I know you're a tough guy. You go and check. And he got there like we know the story. And he saw Goliath. He saw what he was saying. And he saw the camp of Israel in the valley of Elah. And he saw Saul and all the soldiers of Israel, including his brothers, hiding. And he said, ah, why are you all hiding? You are not fighting. He said, go, 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 go. What are you doing here? So, so, so. Don't forget how that eventually he said, I will fight the Philistine. He's an uncircumcised Philistine. But my point is this. He unplugged from the norm. First, as a shepherd boy. Do you know, as a shepherd, there was nothing that said he should risk his life for the sheep. There was nothing that said David should go after the lion and the bear that took a kid out of the sheep that he was shepherding. He went beyond the call of duty, unplugged from the norm. Some will say, you know, we don't do uh, the king's walk and sweat. I'm trying to be literal. I don't even remember that, my Yoruba proverb that I just said in English. The king's work. We don't do the king's work and, and sweat. Public servants. You know, it's public service that is the king's work. We, you, you know, it, it was uh, the queen of England, you know, we are a colony. <laughs> so, we don't do the king's work and, and sweat. We can't be public servants and sweating. So, you, you resume by 10, you close by 2.30. That's enough. Eh? Because it's, uh, you're a civil servant. You know? But David, as if he had gone home with evidence to show that a lion or a bear killed some sheep that he was tending, but God spared his life, I'm sure the father would have said yes. There are stories about that, but let's leave that. Let's just stay with this one. I'm sure the father would have said yes. Ah, thank God you are okay. He went after that lion, took the kid from the mouth, slew the lion. That was beyond the work of a shepherd. He went after the bear. Do you know a bear? When a bear is on all fours, oh dangerous. It can also stand on two, oh dangerous. Do you know a bear can walk on two? And it can walk on all four. That's very dangerous. It can fight you like this, it can fight you like this. That's very dangerous. And bears have been known to be very strong, very strong animals. This boy 
who was not old enough to be admitted into the military was killing a lion and a bear. Ah, you know, come on. Not only that, he got to the war front and uh, Saul finally said, you want to go fight? He said, yeah, yeah, I want to go fight. You little boy, I want to go fight. The God of Israel is with me. I want to go fight. Unplugged from the norm. His thinking was different. There were soldiers there, but they were thinking conventional. He was thinking unconventional. So Saul said, okay, put on my helmet. Take my shield. Take my coat of mail. Take my sword. Put on everything. My military regalia. And everything that King Saul offered him was that of the king. The sword of a king will be different from that of others. The helmet of a king will be different from that of others. The coat of mail of a king will be specially made, specially reinforced. Are you, are you getting it? What they were offering him was, was class A, was excellent material. Hallelujah. <laughs> you don't go out on the revelation of others when God has spoken to you. Praise the Lord. You don't make use of the revelation of others when you have yours waiting. What have you done with what God told you? Ah, David said, sir, I've not proved these ones. I'm not used to them. I can't go with them, sir. So what are you going to do? I thought you said you wanted to fight. He went to the brook. What did he do? He gathered five smooth stones from the river. Where did he put them? Shepherd's bag. He rejected Saul's sword, but he took his own rod. He had a shepherd's bag because his calling was that of a shepherd. He put his stones in the place of his calling. Your armory is in your office. Is someone listening to me? Your armory. Office any. So your defense is rooted in your office, know your calling. If you're outside your calling, you're outside your armor. Outside your calling, no access to armor. And when battle comes, what do you fall back on? Who is with me up till now? When battle comes, what do you fall back on? Unplug, unplug from the norm. So David took five stones, put in the shepherd's bag, and ran towards the Philistine. Like we know that story. And he slung, he brought out his sling and he slung, put the stone, one stone, and he slung the sling. And the unprotected portion of that man's head was where that stone entered and sank in and destroyed the man. That was not normal. That was totally abnormal. We can walk in the realm of the irregular, the unusual, the abnormal, if we will step out in faith and follow what God says. Hallelujah. So start seeing yourself as not regular. Start seeing yourself as not ordinary. That's the point. Uh, you know, um, my lane in this our market is the lane for those selling thread for tailors. You know, so there are about five of us. So, and sales have been poor these days. This past one week, you know, Tinubu has not helped matters. Sales have been very, very poor. Nobody is sewing clothes anymore, you know, because uh, they don't have money to even eat. So we're just here. We're resuming the Mama Kechi, no be so. Mama Kechi to say, hey, my sister, now so, are you the same with Mama Kechi? Your own son is Benjamin. You are Mama Benjamin. She is Mama Nkechi. Benjamin and Nkechi, are they, are they the same? Ah. Do you know what Mama Nkechi believes? Is it what Mama Nkechi believes that you believe? 
The covenant that you are a part of, is she part of that covenant? Even if she's part of a covenant, if she doesn't know her right under the covenant, she will suffer. All of us covenant children, I hope you understand your own portion and privileges under the covenant. Amen. Praise the Lord. What is happening in our country right now will make people take their faith seriously. It's either people take their work with God seriously or they look for alternatives outside God. It's either of the two. Amen. Praise the Lord. It is either of the two. It is either of the two. And he said he's going to put a difference between those who serve him and those who do not serve him. I'm saying unplug from the norm so that you can see God move in that situation. Hallelujah. Some people have projects that have stalled for long. Not your personal projects. Projects you are doing that should bring in money. Stalled. Unplugged from the norm. Amen. The Holy Ghost will give you ideas that your, your employers, when I say employer, you know in a contract, a contract is an agreement between an employer and uh, the contractor. I hope you know. It's the employer-contractor relationship that makes a contract. Uh, the offeree and the offeror. Offer and acceptance makes a contract. Basic business law. You know? Do you know you can come up with a solution that the employer will say, we never knew this was possible? Because some are contractors and they are waiting for them to call them back to site. They may not call you back to site. God will give you a solution. He will give you an answer that will make them call you back to site. Who is, who is with me up to now? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You can expect to see strange things as you unplug from the norm. That day, David brought Goliath down and the Bible says there was no sword in his hand. And for him to prove his victory, he had to cut off the head of Goliath. Whose sword did he use? Goliath's sword. To cut off the head so that they can parade the head of Goliath all over the place. So it was total victory. Because if he did not do that, some would have said, uh, Goliath only fainted. He didn't faint. Oh, cool. He died. Kaput. Finito. He died. Praise God forever. And when you unplug, it is so that you can plug. Plug and be connected. When you plug, you are connected. You are connected to a source. And the source we're talking about is the source of life. He that hath the son hath life. You are connected. John 15. He says, he that abideth in me, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. So if you abide in him and his words abide in you, you will ask what you will and it shall be done of your office. Heavenly Father, abide, you are connected. So plug into Christ, be connected. Hallelujah. Plug in to Christ, be connected. Unplug from contamination. Plug into life. Let there be a steady flow of the life of God from you. Hallelujah. Unplug. Unplug. So that you can plug to being conditioned. Number one, you, when you plug, you are connected. When you plug, you are conditioned. You are conditioned. When you are conditioned, you act in a particular way. You think in a particular way. Do you know that Zacchaeus had an encounter with Jesus and everything changed about him? When Jesus said, come down, Zacchaeus, today I must abide at your house. Luke 19. What happened? When Jesus got to his house, Zacchaeus said, okay, if I've stolen from any man, he said, number one, number one, number one, half of my goods I give to the poor. Jesus is not preacher. He didn't say anything. 
And if I've stolen from any man, I restore him fourfold. Uh-uh. He was now plugged. And he had been conditioned. Ah, conditioned. To be conditioned. To be con- is, is, is to manifest in a certain way. When you are conditioned like that, the devil can't succeed in putting things on you. You are conditioned. Hallelujah. You, you know, the air conditioning has conditioned or regulated the atmosphere, the temperature in this room right now. So really nobody is sweating except the, except the preacher. Nobody is really sweating. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why? When a conditioned room. So everybody's feeling okay. When you are conditioned by the Lord like that, you feel good. You are protected. You are insulated from the attacks of the devil. Hallelujah. From whatever the devil wants to bring your way. Finally, when you're plugged in like that, you are configured. Number one, connected. Number two, conditioned. Number three, configured. When something is configured, it is set to operate in a particular way. Hallelujah. The configuration you carry is the configuration of Jesus. Praise the Lord. The life I have, he said, you know what he said in Galatians chapter 2? He said uh, that... uh, the life, he said, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ that liveth in me. The life I now live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God who gave himself for me. Hallelujah. So see, my life now is the life of Jesus. If you study John's Gospel chapter 17 very well, I was talking about it a while ago. He says, the glory that thou givest me, I have given them. The glory that thou, Father, that you gave me, I have given them. Who is the them? Who is the them? We are the them. Okay, sorry. I am the them. Mm, it doesn't sound right, but it makes sense to us. I am the them. Them here is me. The glory that thou givest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. You in me, I in them, we are one. I'm one with Christ too. Hallelujah. I'm seated with him in the heavenly places. Hallelujah. At the right hand of the Father, I'm one with Christ. Make it your reality. Don't hear it now and forget about it. Your ever-present reality. Make it your reality. I am one with Christ. Praise the Lord. I am one with Christ. Make it your reality. Hallelujah. Some way, somehow, he will always come through for you. Some way, somehow, he will always make a difference in your life. Some way, somehow, you will see yourself making progress. Some way, somehow, doors of help will open. Some way, somehow, you will sing a new song. Some way, somehow, you will see new things. Some way, somehow, things will fall in place for you. Some way, somehow, there shall be a turnaround. Some way, somehow, listen, plug in and see God's glory on your behalf. If thou wilt believe, thou shalt see. The glory of God. Let us pray. Let us pray. Thou wilt us believe. Thou shalt see the glory of God. So unplug from the world. Unplug from your past. Unplug from the numb. And experience the glory of God. Experience the life of God. Experience the wisdom of God. Experience the power of the resurrection of Christ experience experience please pray bow down your head whatever the Lord has ministered to your heart can the keyboard sound please 
whatever the Lord has ministered to your heart. Talk to him about it. Where do you need his intervention? Drop, just drop it a little. Just drop it. Where do you need his intervention? His intervention. He will come through. He will come through. He will speak expressly. You need a word. You need an instruction. You need direction. There is a step you must take. There is a step you must take. There's a step you must take. Tell the Lord. I'm unplugged from distractions. I'm unplugged from the world. I'm unplugged from the past. I'm unplugged from the, from the norm. I embrace your newness. I embrace your excellence. I embrace your wisdom. I embrace your knowledge. I embrace your revelation. Show me what to do. Teach me what to do. Lead me in the path I should go. Let me hear you expressly. Let me understand you perfectly. I did a Rema word. Send me a Rema word. Some, somebody has questions. 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 Well, based on things that are happening. Listen, things that are happening are not things happening to you. Your relationship with God is individual. Don't try to assess your relationship with God based on somebody else's experience. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Your walk with God is individual to you. It's specific to you. It's specific to you. Lord, I'm asking you to vindicate your daughter before her in-laws. Vindicate her before her in-laws. And let the stones that has been rejected be made the chief cornerstone. Lord, let the stone that has been rejected be made the chief cornerstone. Thank you because you, vindic you vindicate that lady and she will return rejoicing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is worthy of our praise. The Lord is worthy of... You have two daughters and you are bothered about them. You have two, da two daughters and you are concerned about them. Uh, and you've been having sleepless nights concerning them. The Lord is bringing peace your way. The Lord will show you what to do. The Lord will lead them in the ways they should go. They will not depart from the ways they should go. They will be children that will bring you glory and honor. Yes, a battle is raging right now, but victory is sure. Maintain your place in prayer. Maintain your place in loving them. Don't judge them. Love them. Pray for them. You will see the place that the Lord is taking them to and you'll be glad. It's a word for a mother here. It's a word for a mother here. Give him praise, give him thanks, give him praise, give him thanks. If you are sick in your body, you know there is, there is balm in Gilead. There is a physician in Gilead. Ha. The Bible says, is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? There is balm in Gilead. There is a physician in Gilead. Hallelujah. There is balm in Gilead. There is a physician in Gilead. Is there no balm in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is the heart of a daughter of my people not healed? There is balm in Gilead. There is a physician in Gilead. And Zion can be healed. And Zion will live. And Zion will not die. And Zion will fulfill purpose. And Zion will know soundness. And Zion will walk in victory. So you are sick in your body. There is balm in Gilead. Stand up and say that to yourself. There is balm in Gilead. There is a physician there. I reach out by faith for the balm of Gilead to touch me and to perfect my health. I will live my life and I will live well. I will live stronger. I will live longer to the glory of the Lord. Say it about yourself. 
In the name of Jesus, there is Bam and Gilead. There is a physician there. I claim health. I claim perfection in my body, in my systems, in my organs, in my bones, in my muscles. I claim perfection unto longevity, unto soundness, to the glory and honor of your name. Thank you, Lord. You did not stand. Your knees are bad. You have bad knees. You did not stand. Why not join them? Join them in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Every pain, every weakness, every sickness, we command you to go because you are strangers. Go never to return in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You remember seated. Those who are plugged, those who are plugged in to Christ, have an understanding of the times. Those who are plugged in, have an understanding of the seasons. Those who are plugged in, have access to privileged information. Those who are plugged in have access to privileged information. And like the men of Issachar, they are wise. They have an understanding of the times and they know what they must do. Remain plugged in. And you will see what others are not seeing. You will hear what others are not hearing. And like the prudent, you will foresee the evil and you hide yourself. It's a word for someone. Remain plugged in. There shall be clarity. There shall be clarity. And in that clarity, there will be instructions and directions. And you will return rejoicing. You are here this morning. You want to give your heart to Jesus. You are saying, Pastor, pray for me. I just want to surrender all to you. Yes, I will pray for you. Just reserve your right hand above your head. Let me see it. Just reserve your, where you are. All eyes are shut. All heads are bowed. Everybody's minding his own business. Just raise up your right hand and I will pray for you. Unplug from the past. Don't allow the past to define you. Don't allow the past, regardless of what you did in the past, the blood washes and washes whole. The blood washes and washes clean. The blood gives a new slate, a clean slate to every man who comes. Just raise up your right hand. You're saying, I'm coming to Jesus. And pastor, I want you to pray for me. I will agree with you for your sins to be forgiven, for your sins to be forgotten. Only Jesus can do that. No man can do that. If you are raising the hand, raise it well. Jesus loves you and he wants your heart. Up on the gallery, down here. God bless you, my brother. Who else? I said all eyes shut. I said all heads bowed. Except you want to give your life to Christ. Are you born again, my brother, in white t-shirt? Are you born again? And then pray. God bless you, my brother, for that hand. Who else is coming to Jesus this morning? He will accept you just the way you are. As long as you mean it from your heart. Can you place that hand across your chest, my brother? Place it across your chest. Across your chest. Yeah, God bless you. And say, Jesus, from today, you are mine. Because from today, I am all yours. The past has gone. I embrace the new. Wash me with your blood from today. And Lord, I thank you for your son. And those who are watching online who are taking this step as well will receive for them the assurance of salvation. Lord, I command the grip of sin broken and I enter your son into the covenant of grace and from today all that grace can make to happen in the life he will see and he will enjoy. And men will take note that he's called by your name. It's a new beginning. And Lord, we thank you. The blessing is upon you and you will stand and you will be fruitful in your new work. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Somebody will attend to you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift up your hands and give thanks to the Lord and appreciate Him. He's worthy to be praised, exalted.